It's like whenever you grow a system, a software or a team, what often happens is that this, this system, this team gets polluted. It gets polluted by not knowing what is the clear goal of the person, of the team, of the business. And if you don't have clearly set goals that you can measure with KPIs, it's hard to align your business with your teams, with individuals. And if you don't know that, then it's just like, oh, you react, there is something and, oh, I have too much work, so I need to delegate it to someone else. And then you take the monkey or the work, throw it to someone else. Hopefully they get it done. Welcome to a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, our Q&A session for this week. Um, topic for today is um, all about um, yeah, how to develop a delegating leadership style um, and how to delegate as a leader in, in your business or in your teams. Um, but um, yeah, to get uh, started uh, and aligned, um, maybe you can give our audience a short um, overview of what it means to have a delegating leadership style. Like on a top level, we're going to dive into the, the details then with more questions. Yeah, I think there are two different styles. The one is you have the highest interest in growing your business and you hire people as a resource to like direct them to do work for you, right? That's the typical dependency between a person that gets hired and the employer is when yeah they just do what the manager tells them to do. That's the typical hierarchical management leadership style. But when you really delegate not just tasks, right? And that's delegating tasks is mainly the criteria of a manager-based leadership style. When you delegate ownership, either ownership for a specific role that is clearly defined, or which is another layer, delegate ownership for results. And when you delegate ownership, then it's more like you hire people that commit to taking ownership of one specific thing. For example, you hire a marketing manager or a whole marketing team, and they need to take ownership for the leads generated and the profitability of lead generation. Now, the sales team takes ownership for deals closed and the revenue generated by new deals. And then you don't tell these people what they should do because you hire smart people that have the skills and experience to own these results and you just support and coach them. And that's more like how an organization can scale because it has no manager dependency and no bottlenecks. Right. So um, just do it all by yourself uh, and micromanagement are not like really viable uh, solutions. However, many businesses are still operating this this way. From your experience as a business owner and also coach, why, why is this happening? And mm, because it's like whenever you grow a system, a software or a team, what often happens is that this, 
this system, this team gets polluted. It gets polluted by not knowing what is the clear goal of the person, of the team, of the business. And if you don't have clearly set goals that you can measure with KPIs, it's hard to align your business with your teams, with individuals. And if you don't know that, then it's just like, oh, you react, there is something and, oh, I have too much work, so I need to delegate it to someone else. And then you take the monkey or the work, throw it to someone else. Hopefully they get it done. Right? That's, that's more like, yeah, you always just react. While if you build a delegation system with ownership delegation and crystal clear accountabilities, then it's a lot less stressful for people because you don't have this, what I call role pollution, that everyone does everything is constantly pulled between so many different things that no one in the organization, in the team has really focus. How can I work on uh, my trust issues? Because this is also like really important, um, like giving out the trust in the first place um, that I Yeah, I'm, tr I'm trusting that things get done and people take this ownership um, and taking over those, those responsibilities. But um, yeah, still, I'm not there. Yeah, I think there is often a misconception of trust. So in what should you trust? I would say you trust in people that they like stake to their commitment, that they take their ownership they committed to seriously. And most importantly, that they reach out to you when they have like, struggles, problems, and they got stuck. Um, that, that's, that's the trust I mean when I like work with people. But I would not trust blindly in results. So I would trust people and control results and then support people so that they improve themselves in order to create better results. But you need to measure results. You cannot just trust in results and rely on hope that results are generated. That's, I would say, not what you should do as neither a manager or a leader or business owner or whoever you are. So I think this is an important thing. And as most organizations I worked with, they have no idea about the results they want from their team. And they cannot define this clearly and express this clearly. And so they cannot control it. The only thing they can control is people. I think it's natural that we as humans, no matter which job we have, we want to have certainty and control. But the question is, what do you control? I would not control people. I would make progress and results transparent and support people so they get the outcome, the results that I really need. And that gives me certainty, right? And when my team reaches out to me saying, hey, we are not on track, we need to do this and this and that to fix it, it also gives me certainty. I feel I have control over the situation, not over people, because I don't want to control people. Yeah. You might have heard that in, in your in your coaching sessions or in, in your business life, um, I, I've certainly done uh, uh, heard um, this assumption: without me, nothing gets done, um, mm -hmm. or well, most of the time, the things are not getting done the same way I I, I would like to have it uh, done. So, what 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 to do about that? <laughs> It's complex because it's the, the longer you live with this belief set, the harder it is to change it. And when you've built a business or a team with this belief that nothing works without you since five, 10, 15, 20 or 25 years, 
I mean, it's easier said than done to change this belief. And when you believe that nothing gets done without you, there is no way that things get done without you because you will always like behave as nothing would work without you. That means you always take work away from people. There are problems, you fix them. You don't trust your team to get the work done and solve the problems themselves. And that is, that is no doubt, that's really, really hard. But it can be done and it can be done by first. Forget about people, forget about processes, forget about everything. Just think about and write it down. Which results do you want from your team? It all starts with thinking from the end, from the result. And it's not so hard, right? And often when I, when I talk, for example, to marketing managers, they, they tell me, so confusing things what they want, right? For example, they tell me, I want a generalistic marketing strategy. And I'm, okay, what is that? that? And then they explain that for 15 minutes, right? And I still don't get it. (laughs) And in the end, I just ask them one thing. Okay, so let's assume you have this generalistic marketing strategy. What you really want from that is new leads or new clients. And then they say, yes. So that's what you want. So you start from that. You want leads. Which leads? When do you qualify them? What are the criteria? Which channels could you try? What's the message you develop to attract these people? Right? And then you take this KPI and build sub-KPIs that contribute to that. For example, if you want 100 leads, you need to have, let's say, 1,000 visitors on your website if your website has a conversion rate of 10%. So that's the next KPI you need to control and measure and improve. Right, and to get 1,000 visitors on your website, you need to have an ad somewhere that gets you clicks. And the click should be below 50 cents would be good, right? And then you have a solid traffic source. You have a website that converts and you can measure that so that you get qualified leads, right? And then things become a lot easier because every step can be owned by a person and improved. This is when work starts to be less complex compared to yeah, we want the generalistic marketing strategy, which you will never get because no one knows what that is. Mm. And how, how do you start um, getting into this process? Um, I mean, you, if you, as you just mentioned, maybe uh, things have been done like 10, 15, 20 years, uh, this, this old uh, command control style. Um, how, how do you start? Because you can just like switch the button and say, okay, today um, <laughs> we are uh, all, um, yeah, delegating the tasks and trusting each other because this is maybe things that have built up over the time. So where to start and how? Yeah, as I said, I would start defining the results and then work your your way down. That at least gives you some, it rewires your brain to think not in people need to do X, people need to do what I want, but I want this result and then what needs to be done and created and delivered so that I get the results. And then you define roles and try to find people that accept this role, right? So that's the, that's the blueprint work. But when you create this blueprint, it already helps you think differently. And when you can think differently, you can behave differently. And that's what we want, right? And then you, of course, need to like find a way. The best thing is to take a non-critical goal you want to achieve, delegate it to one person or a team, and just go on holiday and see what happens. And then when you get back and you didn't get the results, then don't freak out and just um, strengthen your false belief that nothing works without you because then you will try it once and never again. 
but instead look at what you got and try to find the gap, try to analyze why you didn't get this. So in the example of leads you want to get generated, like where is the problem? Is it that you didn't have enough traffic? Didn't you get enough conversions? Is the conversion rate too low? What exactly is not working? And then you fix it. And when, when you always like go in, the, in this analyze mode and fix one thing after another, in the end, you have a working system. But when you try to establish a working system, you delegate it to someone and it doesn't work from the first try. And you say, this doesn't work for me, then it's done. You will never try it again. Yeah. Mm, what are like tasks that can that be delegated or things that can be delegated and like really things that can't be delegated as uh, from from the business owner perspective um because i i think there's also like a wrong assumption often like what, what really can be delegated um i mean you can delegate i would say almost everything I mean, when I'm the business owner, I cannot delegate managing my business because I am the owner of the shares. So I have to care about the business. I can still delegate their responsibility. So people that need to do something, like if you own a real estate property, you can delegate the management, but still you own it. And if the management fails, you have to find a solution for that, right? So you can delegate responsibility easily, but you cannot delegate ownership if you are the owner. Or you delegate ownership, then you are not the owner anymore. Then you sold your business, right? So that is this, this separation between accountability and responsibility. That's an important concept that you need to understand. And then I think you can delegate, yeah, whatever you don't want to be the owner for anymore. And then you can delegate single tasks or ownership for roles or ownership for assets in your business. Right, that can all be that can all be delegated. Yeah, and when uh, like starting with um, delegating tasks, is there something that I should like really avoid, or things uh, pitfalls that maybe uh, mm -hmm. appear on, on on the horizon? I mean, yeah. Okay, let me let me turn that around. Yeah, mm, not what we should avoid, but what you should look for when you want to okay. start delegating work yeah. to someone. It should be work that takes a huge amount of your time. And it's not complex because that is easy to delegate, right? When, you, when it doesn't take a lot of your time and it's very complex, the return on investment will never come back because it takes you a lot of time to train someone because of the complexity. And then it's just one hour per week. That makes no sense. But when, for example, accounting work, um, bookkeeping, quality assurance of software, copywriting, social media management, Content creation, these are all things that are not complex when you delegate with the proper input based on the goals, right? For example, when you delegate content creation, the person needs to have an input. What should this content do? Is it conversion content? Is it just education content? What do you want from this content? And then what do you need to tell this person to understand what he or she should write for? Typically, you do that by giving a persona definition of the perfect reader as input that helps the copywriter as an orientation answering the question for whom am i writing this copy mm. and when you do this then you can implement linear processes like a virtual assembly line that people can repeat again and again and like we produce this podcast right it's the same methodology 
And um, maybe last question from my side today, What uh, or c can you share some sentiments or experiences um, from business owners that you um, coached that uh, went through our uh, Flash Up Academy? Um, what changed for them when they started with uh, um, this uh, more self-managing approach and, and really um, in a structured way uh, delegating tasks and, and uh, ownerships? <laughs> they they realized that they hired smart people. They don't need to protect such as they have to do with children, but they have adults that can take ownership if they just let them. If they just set direction, define clear goals, and give them a minimum of boundaries, which I call quality standards, so that they have an orientation of what is okay and what is not okay. And then they get a lot of free time, I would say, in the first month, four to 10 hours is easy. Yeah, and then they see that there is a much easier way to run and grow their business without them being the bottleneck. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, and if you want to uh, get more insight on that and uh, get really started, I would recommend you check out our uh, course and training, the self-managing agency training on uh, FlashUp uh, Academy. Um, Manuel, do you have any uh, remarks, um, closing thoughts for this session? Yeah, good start is um, typically um, a workday assessment, right? When you want to delegate something because you have too much work to do or your team is too stressed and you want to avoid that important people quit, there is a concept I call role pollution, which is what I said in the beginning. Everyone does everything a little bit, but no one owns anything 100%. When you start like looking at what all these people do or what you do, and then try to add the skills to each activity, you can group these tasks by skills and make sure that you create roles that just have one, two, three skills. And then you find experts that have these skills and they can take ownership for this task easily. While others that are currently doing tasks with, I don't know, 15 to 20 skills required, they easily get overwhelmed because they cannot have all these skills on an expert level to do the work properly. So that's typically a good thing to, to declutter the work and resolve this role pollution and create so-called micro roles that you can then delegate to people easier. That's what I would do to start with that, either if you want to reduce your own workload or do it for your team. Awesome. We will do so. Manu, thank you very much for your time and your insight. See you next week on our next Q&A session. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.